Hey lovely freaks, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box and you'll see a link that will take you to all our social media, like Instagram, at Lovely Freaks Podcasts, Facebook, and all that jazz. And all that jazz! (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) All right. Um... So, yeah, happy Friday. We hope that everybody had a great week. My week was hectic, but it's fine. Um, That's pretty much it. That's all we got. That's all we got going on. The end of the month, I will go ahead and say that I might be doing this podcast alone just for Mm. a a week. Or, yeah, a week. Because Hannah will be on vacay. Vacay. And then um, the summer plans, of course, we're still going to pop out podcasts during the summer, pop out episodes, uh, podcasts, pop out episodes, and then we, um, I don't know, we're going on vacation one week in July, and I don't know, we might record something before we leave, or maybe we'll do it while we're in the mountains, that'd be pretty cool. So anyways, uh, I think that's pretty much it. So we, I want to go ahead and tell you guys, right off the bat, this case is, um, pretty intense. It's not very long, but it is something that I wanted to talk about because I want everybody to be aware and I want to kind of spread awareness about um, pretty much just shopping online and going to people's houses, going to buying things from Craigslist, which I don't think people use Craigslist anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they don't. Everybody uses Facebook, like Marketplace or whatever. Um, But even if you use Facebook Marketplace or whatever, just always be cautious before you meet anybody like I don't ever I don't ever um go to someone's house or I don't have people come to my house unless it's like someone that I know like if I went to school with them or something or just about there's a case I'll tell you in just a second so um what was literally about to say it but whatever (laughs) (laughs) so this case is about a fetal abduction basically um oh yeah yeah okay, yeah i remember we were talking i've about told it. you i talked to you about this um i won't go into some of the details because i don't want to spoil it before we even get there um but it's definitely pretty heavy and also if you are pregnant or expecting or if you have lost a child and you want to skip this episode because so, that seems like something you probably can't um handle at this time that's perfectly fine and we will catch you guys next week. But without further ado, we're going to start start talking about Michelle um, Wilkins. I said Michelle Pfeiffer. No. Michelle Wilkins, also known as Ellie. So, but I, I'll call her Michelle, but people also call her Ellie. So Ellie is the victim in this case. And then Danelle. I'm pretty sure that's how you say that. Look. Doesn't that look like that's how you say that? Danielle? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I always think it's that people say Danielle, but I'm pretty sure it's Danielle. Danielle. Anyways, Danielle Lane is the um, piece of shit. I don't know. I don't know what to call her. <laughs> I was trying to think of a word piece of shit. Um, to call her, but whatever. So, yeah. Uh, we'll start with Ellie. So, she, or Michelle, I need to call her Michelle because that's what she's known by in the... Um, news and things like that. So Michelle, she was pregnant. Um, I believe she got pregnant around September of 2014. 
She was very excited to have the baby. I don't really know if she was married or not, but I do know that she, you know, she had her significant other and he was excited as well. You don't hear a lot about him in the news. Um, I think I barely read somewhere. I couldn't even remember his name, but I think he just kind of stayed in the background, sort of. Yeah. And understandably. But they were both really excited to have a baby. Um, she would say that she knew right away that she was going to have a girl. Like, she would have dreams that she was going to have a girl. Mm. Michelle is very awesome. She's very um, sweet, kind, very loving. I mean, she even, after all this that happens to her, she even has compassion for Danelle, who does this stuff to her. And she, you know, not that she's not upset, but she does know how to, like, forgive and stuff like that. So that's just the type of person that she is. She also knew the baby's name, like, right away. She said that she wanted to kind of name her something that had to deal with nature. So they named her Aurora Sage, which Mm. I love that name. That's cool. (laughs) I have a friend whose daughter's name is Aurora. Um, But it's like from Sleeping Sleeping Beauty. Beauty, Yeah, Yeah, that's what she named her that from that. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But she was thinking of, you know, Aurora Borealis or something like that, you know, in the sky. She used um, Craigslist for a while. She just kind of was trying to get different baby items. She said that, and most of the information that I got um, came from an interview. I believe it was ID Discovery. They did an episode on this entire case. But, so in the interview, she said that, um, you know, she said she had a lot of baby items she just kind of wanted more stuff for the baby and different things like, I'm sure, probably bottles, things like that, you yeah. know. She was just trying to get stuff that was cheaper than going to, you know, Target or wherever, which is totally understandable because I buy all my kids' clothes at thrift shops. <laughs> so, she um, she said that she was trying to find a crib online, but then she came across some free maternity clothes And she said to herself, I don't really need those clothes. Excuse me. I think she even, um, like, text the girl on the Craigslist. You know, they don't have their name, but they have a number where you can text. And she texted her, and then she didn't text right, she didn't text back right away. So she was thinking to herself, you know, I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm just going to, I think she said she even deleted her number. Like, she even deleted Mm. the number because she was like, that's a sign that I don't need more clothes, you know. She was seven months pregnant at the time. So she was pretty far along, and she only had a few more months to go. So there wasn't really any need to get any clothes. The next day, however, on March 18th, she... The woman that she had texted finally texted back, and that's when she found out her name was Danelle Lane. And you know, Michelle said, um, Can I pick those clothes up around noon? And she was like, Yes, they're still available. You know, come to my house, pick them up. It's fine. Michelle said that she was, um, like she got there around noon and she walked up to the door. She knocked on it, and when Danelle answered, she said that she was holding her belly, Mm -hmm. which she kind of thought, okay, well, I guess she's pregnant, too, you know, but I didn't, she said she didn't understand why she was selling maternity, or giving away maternity clothes, but she assumed maybe she just had too many or something. Yeah. 
So they went up to Danelle's. Did it look like she was pregnant? Yeah, it looked okay. like she was pregnant. Danelle was like holding her belly and she looked like she was pregnant. Yeah. So they went up to Danelle's room. They started looking through the clothes. Um, she was, Danelle said that she was actually pregnant. She was expecting a boy. And she was like telling her, yeah, my friends just threw me a baby shower and all this stuff. She um, also said that, uh, Michelle said that she kind of, was worried because she wasn't as big as someone would be if they were about to give birth because mm. she was telling her like I think she was saying she was like eight months pregnant mm. and so her belly was big but it wasn't that big you know yeah and so she, but she didn't want to say anything like you know shouldn't you be bigger and nothing like that because you oh, know yeah. everybody's different so she didn't want to like go there plus this is not somebody that she really knows it's just somebody she's getting clothes from yeah Michelle said um that Danelle seemed lonely and she kind of was talking about she has she had two teenage daughters and she was kind of talking about how her daughters don't ever really hang out with her anymore you know because they're mm-hmm. teenagers they're doing their own thing and uh, Danelle was saying that her significant other or her husband some reports said that it was her husband some reports said that it was just the father of the baby like a boyfriend so I'm not quite sure on that but I think it was her husband um he was working a lot so he was hardly over there so she was kind of just you know confiding in Michelle about all this different stuff and Michelle said that they talked for a while maybe like 45 minutes or something like that Michelle then was like okay it's you know time to go so she started walking towards the door and she was like talking and walking at the same time you know how you do and she's like okay well you know thank you I need to go and she said when she went to reach for the doornail, Danelle said, oh, by the way, I have more things in the basement. She said, I might have some um, baby items, too. Yeah. And so Danelle, I mean, Michelle said that she felt like she shouldn't go down there. But at the same time, she was like, well, this woman, this is what kills me. It wasn't the fact that she thought, she thought she had this feeling like she shouldn't go down there. But at the same time, she also had a feeling like this woman is just lonely. She's pregnant. She doesn't have any friends. Yeah. You know, maybe I need to stick around and just kind of be friendly. Be friendly to her. Yeah. That's the type of person that Michelle is. Because you know me. I would have been like, no, nah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Gotta go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> but so um, she said she was just going to be polite and go down there anyways. And if Danelle happened to have some you know, baby items that were maybe girls because she, she knew that she had teenage daughters. Then, um, you know, that was a bonus that she got some baby stuff while she was there as well. So Danelle then reached around her and closed the front door. Like she closed the door Hmm. instead of Michelle closing it, which I thought was really odd. Then they started, um, walking downstairs. Danelle was behind Michelle and Michelle was in front um, as Michelle is, like, waiting, Danelle went ahead and she said that she was kind of um, being frantic, like, looking through things really frantically. And Danelle said, okay, like, I mean, I can't find what I'm looking for, you know, or, or whatever. And that was at the point where Michelle kind of got, um, like, uncomfortable. She just yeah. had this feeling of uncomfortability. Comfortable. 
whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that was right. Mm-hmm. So she said that she was like, okay, it's time to go. So she just starts walking back upstairs without Danelle. So as they're walking back upstairs, Danelle starts walking behind her and then she hits her in the back. And Michelle was like, okay, that was weird. She she was like, um, was so there she a just spider? Slapped, she just slaps her? She slaps her on the back, hits yeah. her on the back, like hits her on the back. Mm-hmm. And Michelle was like, oh, was there a bug on me or something? You know, like, because if somebody yeah. hits you on the back, you're going to automatically think, what, what was it? What yeah, was it? What like, was what it? was yeah. on me? What was on me? And Danelle was like, oh, yeah, there was a spider, but I think I got it. And she was like okay and then she just kept walking and as she's walking up the stairs Danelle keeps trying to grab at her like grabbing the back of her arms like grabbing at her and stuff so eventually Michelle like telling her like what are you doing like stop like I don't see me I'd be like get the fuck off me yeah yeah so she's like then she starts pushing her off of her because Danelle's still grabbing at her at this point they're like tussling back and forth Danelle mm-hmm. said, I don't know why would you come into someone's house and try to hurt them. Yeah. She's, what? Yeah. It, it gets crazy. <laughs> she, she was like saying, why did you come in my house and hurt me? And Michelle's like, I did not hurt you. Like, get yeah. off me. You know, what are you doing? So they start wrestling. They're wrestling back and forth for a minute. And then Michelle eventually gets pushed into, like, this bedroom that's down in the basement. Because this basement is kind of... I'm pretty sure this basement also is, like, a functioning, like, different rooms and stuff like that. So it's not just a basement, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard, to, it's hard to explain. So, anywho, she gets pushed into a bedroom. Danelle pushes her onto the bed and then gets on top of her and starts strangling her. While she's strangling her, strangling her. her, Michelle is still fighting. Mm-hmm. Danelle then picks up a lava lamp and decides to break it over Michelle's head. And before she does, Michelle's like, why are you doing this? Please stop. She even told her at one point, she was like, I love you. Because she was trying to like connect on like a yeah. human level. And she was like, I love you. Please don't do this. And she was like, if you loved me, you would let me do this. That's what Danelle said. What? Yeah, so she breaks the lava lamp over her head. It wasn't a lava lamp that was turned on, and I was wondering about that because I thought, you know, that'll be hot. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it wasn't on. It was it was off or whatever. But I mean, still a lava lamp. You know, they're that's a big ass. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very thick. He- heavy. So she then takes a piece of the broken lava lamp and starts stabbing Michelle in the neck. Then Damn. Michelle, at this point, kind of passes out and um, you know, goes out. So, we're going to kind of talk about Danelle now, just for a second. Um, Danelle had two kids, like I said. She had a daughter, two daughters. Um, They were teenagers. And she also had a son at one point, but he died when he was around two years old. So, some people wonder, like, maybe she was kind of dealing with the depression and type of stuff as well. Um, She wanted to keep her husband... I'm assuming that's what it was, with her. I don't know if they were, like, having problems. There's not a lot of information about Danelle and that whole situation. Because once she goes to trial, like, her husband kind of starts taking up for her and stuff like that. And saying that she's not crazy and she's actually a nice person and blah, blah, blah. Which, okay, whatever. But, anyways, so there's not a lot of information, but... What I'm kind of wondering is maybe they were having problems 
and in order to keep him around she was going to say that she was pregnant yeah she was gonna be like oh we're having a baby you know because i think she even i read somewhere that after her two-year-old son died she or when she was after she had him um she had her tubes tied but Mm. i don't think she ever told Her her husband that and um so yeah she claimed to be pregnant for a really long time, though. This is the part that confuses me. <laughs> she told her husband for 15 months what? she would keep saying she's pregnant. What? Yeah. I don't understand that. I don't Why know. Why didn't he put to... Maybe he's just stupid. I don't know if it was that. I don't know if maybe she kept saying... Oh, maybe I, like maybe she kept saying she, had, she was having miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And then... But, I mean, if you're having that mean miscarriages, I'm pretty sure as a husband, wouldn't you want to be like, let's go to the doctor, like, something's wrong, you know? Yeah, so, anywho, yeah, she she kept telling him she was pregnant for, like, 15 months. Um, So, he was getting suspicious, obviously. The day of the attack, he actually set up a doctor's appointment because he wanted to, like, go see the baby. He wanted to go see the doctor because she would never... She would always schedule appointments when he wasn't available, conveniently. Mm-hmm. And so, he was like, we're going to the doctor. I want to see the baby. I want to know what's going on. I want to know why you've been pregnant for so long. So, I mean, I'm assuming he probably... Maybe he didn't know she was... Maybe he didn't think it was 15 months. Maybe he thought it was, you yeah. know, longer than... Shorter than that, a little bit. But anywho. So, she... That's pretty much her story. Now we're going to go back to after she stabs Michelle in the neck. So, we're back on March 18th. And she stabbed Michelle in the neck. At this point, she then picks up a knife that she had near her somewhere... And she cuts Michelle from hip to hip. She starts performing a C-section right there on the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, she then cuts to try to keep from cutting the baby. And she does a good job of it, I guess, because she didn't cut the baby. Um, but she then takes the baby out and she goes and places the baby in an upstairs bathroom face down. Yeah. Why face down? I don't understand that either. I mean... Was she I, trying to kill it? Or I don't didn't know. didn't want to, like, physically do it? I don't know. I thought, when I first read this story and heard about it, I thought, oh, she wants to... Like, I knew it was a fetal abduction, so I knew what that meant. I knew that somebody had their baby taken from them in the womb. So I was like, okay, well, this baby, you know, they're going to want to keep it. That's the yeah. point of that. But I'm thinking that she wanted... The sympathy or something or maybe she was trying to well we'll get into we'll get into because there's more okay. so anyways she um yeah she puts the baby face down then she goes back downstairs and she calls her husband and she's like I'm ready for the appointment you know are you almost there almost here whatever he's like yeah I'm almost there um you know be ready when I get there so that way we can go ahead and go whatever so he gets to the house when he gets there she like runs downstairs and she's like oh my god I just had a miscarriage and the baby's in the tub what yeah so David her husband is like oh my god is the baby alive what you 
you know, what's going on. He's freaking out. He's just, like, one-track mind. He's like, okay, we got to get to the hospital. The baby, yeah. So they rushed to the ER, and David never knew that Michelle was, like, in the basement dying, wow. bleeding to death. So when Michelle, like, so they go to the hospital. Okay. We'll just, we'll start there. Sorry if you hear my papers. Um, so he didn't <laughs> notice that she was like, no, because fine she's in looking. The, oh yeah, that was another. That, that was what I was gonna say. Like I don't understand why he didn't notice. She had her bra. Didn't she had just her bra on and some pants, I believe. Mm-hmm. So she didn't. Um, but she, but I mean, if you've had just had a miscarriage, first you of all, wouldn't be running up there. It's not then, a miscarriage. If the yeah, baby, baby is completely out of almost you. no, the baby is like seven months old. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't think that would be a miscarriage. I think that would be a stillbirth, not a miscarriage. Uh, David also said that um, the baby took like a breath, and that's kind of important to talk about because we'll explain why that's important later on here in just a little bit in the trial. But um, yeah, he said that the baby took a breath and then stopped kind of breathing or there was shallow breathing or something so yeah. then that's they rushed to the ER mm. so um the dispatcher her name is Beth Kemper and she is awesome I just want to put that out there she's like a really awesome dispatcher so she said that the call came in March 18th like we said 2015 at 14:41 that was the time and the call that's when the call came in. 1441. I think that's 1 o'clock or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, 2 o'clock? Okay. I don't know. I should know military time. I'm an army wife, but whatever. 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> I should know that. Um, but anyways, so she got the call. So what happened was Michelle came to, and she was like hurt she said she, she said she remembers she was in pain but and it was in her stomach but she couldn't remember like i can't believe this feeling. girl's still alive because she's got stabbed in the neck right? yeah oh no she got stabbed in the neck and her stomach's cut open cut open yeah. too yeah so she remembers feeling pain but she couldn't remember like if I, I guess she couldn't feel like, okay, I'm cut open or nothing like that. Yeah. She kept thinking, okay, I've been stabbed in the neck. I know that much. I'm having pain in my stomach, so she, there's something wrong with the baby. Like, that's yeah. what she kept thinking. She said that um, she tried to get up, and she couldn't. Of course, she's lost, like, I don't know, half the volume of her blood at this point. So, she's pretty, you know, woozy. She can't really move hardly. Um, but she finally, like, stumbles up onto her feet. She then walks a few steps but collapses to her knees. And when she does, like, that's when she kind of feels her stomach and her... She said at one point, I don't know if it was then or a little bit later, but her intestines kind of fell out. Yeah. What she do? Just pick them up and put them back inside her? She said what she did was then she she had pregnancy pants on. And, you know, they're kind of tight over the belly. So she kind of held her stomach and then just pulled the pregnancy pants up. And she still didn't know if the baby was in her belly or if, you know, she didn't didn't really connect those dots. She just knew she was in pain. She needed to get to the hospital. So she finally finds a phone somewhere. I don't know if it was her phone or 
whatever. I think it was her cell phone. And um, she calls 911. And the 911 dispatcher, you know, is asking her all these questions and everything. And she, the 911 dispatcher, uh, Beth, she said, I could tell that she was breathing shallow. And she said, mm-hmm. when anybody calls like that on a dispatch call, you know, like, it's serious. Like, you know, something's wrong. Yeah. And um, she kept saying, she was barely talking. And she was just, like, taking a breath. And she would, you could tell in the, in the, call that she was really um like uh what's the word i'm looking for out of breath no shaking up no weak Weak. (laughs) (laughs) couldn't think of it i can't think today she was very weak you know and um so then the whole time she's asking her what's going on obviously she needs to know and she said um I'm pregnant. I've been attacked. That's all she said. And she was like, is anybody else in the house with you? And she said, no, I don't know. I think there's somebody else in the house. So they, she immediately dispatches police. So police get there eventually. And Billy Sawyer was one of the police officers on the scene first. He could see blood going to the basement and up the stairs. Because when he opened, when you open the door to this house, as soon as you open the door, there's like a, a little foyer area where you can stand and then yeah. there's stairs that go straight up and then there's the basement that goes right mm-hmm. there. So when he opened the door, he could see blood up the stairs up and the stairs, down in the basement. Yeah. Um, he said he kept yelling, you know, police, um, we're here, you know, does anybody need help? And they could faintly hear a woman yelling like, help, 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 you mm-hmm. know, in the yeah. background. And the 911 operator was still on the call. He said there was blood everywhere, and Michelle was completely covered in blood. The dispatcher told them that she was pregnant, of course, and they were a little confused because when they got there, her stomach was, like, completely flat, and the paramedic crew even thought that she wasn't pregnant. So, at that point, they were thinking, okay, maybe she's the suspect and the victim is somewhere else. Like, maybe she just got, you know... Um, stabbed in the neck while she was trying to hurt somebody else. You know, they were just really confused. Yeah. So, they pulled, you know, they're looking at her and all that, and eventually they pull her, they see that she has pregnancy pants on, to which eventually they pull her pregnancy pants down. And when they pull her pregnancy pants down, they see the cut from hip to hip. And they're like, oh shit. At that moment, they realize... Okay, um, the baby's been you taken. Know, this is a baby that this baby's been taken. The dispatcher did her research though. Apparently, I didn't realize this, and she said, you know, in the inter- in the interview on the show, she was like, once you're dispatched, your job's not over. She said, usually what we do is after that, we try to like see who lives in the house or whose car, you know, if it's a car situation, whose car is it or something like that. They're mm-hmm. like doing all this research while they're on you know, after the call, after they hang yeah. up the phone. So she did her research and she eventually found out that the house belonged to Nanel um, Lane. She then, you know, the the police officers were like, we think that this is a case where this this baby has been taken. We're looking at a, you know, a, a fetal abduction. Yeah. And she was like, okay. So she called the, all the local hospitals in the area, which there wasn't very many because it's a small town. It's a... Uh, I don't remember if I said... It's in Colorado. It's in Long... Longmont, Colorado. Um, 
So she calls the hospital. She calls the main hospital. And she's like, hey, is there a woman that has come in recently with a baby that said, you know, it's hers and this baby's born, you know, not at the hospital? And they were like, actually, yeah, there is somebody in here like that. They're like, okay. So they rush Michelle to the hospital, obviously. And when they get there, you know, she's, she's critical condition. So they're just dealing with that. Meanwhile, the baby, Aurora, unfortunately, she did not make it. Um, and Danelle and David are, like, in the grieving process. Because before Michelle gets there, or before they the hospital even finds out, like, maybe this is not her kid. Um, the hospital, when they got the baby there, the baby was pronounced dead not too long after they got there. Yeah. I don't remember how long, but it wasn't long. And then they kind of let, they think that this is the parents, so they're going to let them have a moment with the kid, you know, a moment with the baby. And while they were doing that, David is sitting there, like, crying, bawling, because he thinks this is his kid that's just died, this is his little girl. Meanwhile, Danelle's, like, sitting over there. She keeps telling them, you know, they were like, we need to check you out, we need to make sure that, you know, you're not hemorrhaging or anything like that. And she's just like, no, don't worry about me, just focus on him. Talking about her husband. And she's and, not even crying and everything. Yeah. She's not crying. She's not upset. Which maybe doesn't mean much to medical professionals at the moment. Because they're thinking maybe she's in shock or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they eventually start asking her questions. Once they find out Michelle's there. And that whole situation. They go to her and they're... Danelle, obviously, she's going to lie. She starts lying at first, and she starts saying that, like, I didn't even know there was a girl at my house. Like, what are you talking about? There's no girl at my house. There's no one. I have no idea who Michelle is. Like, there's no way there was somebody in my house. And they're like, well, there was, and this woman is in pretty bad shape, you know? Yeah. Um, Finally, a detective starts, she gets there, and she starts interviewing her. And she, Danelle, like, gave them this bullcrap story about how this woman ended up in her basement and this is what she says I'm going to quote she said I think the dispatcher asked her like what happened like we know there was somebody in your basement we don't know if that's your baby or not but you need to tell us what happened so she said quote she kept trying to hit me and I asked her what are you doing I was like stop you know I was grasping at her and she was grasping at me and then all of a sudden um I had her down oh I had her down and I was trying to tell her to stop like she had her down on the ground mm-hmm. what happened next the detective asked she said Danelle said quote I think I choked her after she stopped moving I got scared and I thought that I had killed her and I didn't know what to do. And I didn't want the baby to die, too. Then she starts, like, crying and, you know, freaking out. And she's mm-hmm. like, she said, I'm not this kind of person. I don't I do not do stuff like this. Like, I don't know what to do. I had the knife and all I could think was I needed to get the baby out. End quote. So, yeah. she's basically saying that this woman come up, comes over to her house. And then Maybe to, her. like, yeah. you know get some clothes or whatever then she attacks her michelle attacks her Mm -hmm. and she eventually like 
they tussle forever and then she gets on top of her and she starts strangling her to try to keep her from attacking her. I don't think I know. And then uh, she just passes out. Michelle so she does. Thinks, I gotta save that baby. And she thinks that the baby's gonna die. So she, that's her defense. Her defense is that she was She's being attacked. So stupid though, because that would. Ex- how could you explain her, the stab marks on the neck? The neck and why would and you just not call nine one one in that moment? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just like get off of her and be like, oh shit, and call nine one one and be like, there's this woman. She tried to attack me. You know, blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyways, um, it's it's just it's just ridiculous to me. So we're going to now talk about you know when Michelle wakes up. Um, she wakes up in the hospital, and of course, right away she's asking about Aurora. She found out that she didn't make it, and she kind of went into like pan- she kind of went into like a panic attack. And um, she still had tubes in her at the time, like yeah. tubes down her throat and everything, because she had pretty intense surgery. And she just starts freaking out. Um, she finally got to see her though, like three days later, because it took them. It took her a while to heal enough to like take the tubes out and everything. Yeah. And um, it was so sweet because she said there was a for some somehow there was a, a stillborn photographer there because there are sometimes mm-hmm. photographers that will come to hospitals to um, to do photo shoots for like stillbirths and stuff. Yeah. And um, so that way you'll have that memory, you know. And she, there happened to be one there that day, and so she asked her if she could take some photos, and she did. And mm. um, they took some photos together, you know, Aurora and her. She said that she sang to her, and she got to hold her, like, all day. Yeah, it was really sweet. And um, so I just thought that was that was so That's precious. So and you can see the, the pictures, you know, online, and you, you can see what she looked like. She was a gorgeous baby. Um but yeah, she said, you know, those were my last. I wanted a moment with her because I did. I didn't get that. I was robbed of that. I wanted a moment with her. So, um, the district attorney, obviously Michelle. I mean, Danelle gets uh, arrested. I mean, you guys can kind of guess that. Yeah. But the district attorney for the state, his name was uh, Stan Garnet. I don't know. His name was Stan. I'm horrible with last name. And <laughs> he said that um, they were having trouble charging Danelle with murder of the baby. And let me explain why. Because this part doesn't make any fucking sense to me. So, in Colorado, the law in Colorado states that a person is not a human being unless it lives independently outside of its mother. And the coroner said that they had no way to know if she ever took a breath or lived for even a moment outside of Michelle's womb. So that's why the breath is important, because she did take a breath, or she did take a breath, the baby. He said that she did, but then I think later on in court he was saying that that didn't happen or something like that. Um, I don't fucking understand it at all. Like, it pisses me off. Spoiler alert, she gets 100 years. She gets sentenced to 100 years in prison. But, and I don't think she gets the possibility of parole, but she does get to appeal. Um, I don't really care. Because if she wouldn't have taken the baby out of the womb that it was living in to survive, then it wouldn't have died. Therefore, it's murder. Also, there was abortion people that were, like, freaking out. And 
but that still doesn't have anything to do with this yeah, because Michelle choice. didn't make the choice yeah. to have an abortion, therefore, or, or have this not have this baby, therefore, it's not considered an abortion. It's considered murder. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. Because it wasn't her choice to, to get rid of the baby. Yeah, it wasn't her choice. She didn't go into a clinic and decide that she couldn't take care of this child and didn't want to have this baby. She was literally attacked and forcefully the baby was taken from her. So, yeah, I just think it's bullshit. And the child was literally murdered because the mother wanted it to live and have a life. And she took that life away. So it's nothing about abortion or it's nothing about... Yeah. There were there were you know, Democrats. It's not a human. The like Democrats what? and the Republicans were arguing. And I think at one point the Democrats were like scared that, oh, well, if we say that this is murder, you know, the Republicans are going to try to come for abortion next and blah, blah. But, I mean, abortion has always been in in the debate for Republicans and Democrats. So I didn't really see the point in trying to make that argument. Yeah. This for is a either murder side. case. This is um, not about an abortion case. So whatever. But Michelle did say though, that she, she felt, I don't understand this. She felt dispassionate about the decision. Um, the murder decision. She said, because if, Danelle was going to be charged with murder, they were going to probably give her the death penalty. And she was going to speak out against that. She yeah. didn't want her to die. She didn't want her to have the death penalty. Maybe that's another reason why. Because it's not that Michelle didn't want her to get charged with murder. It's just that she also knew that she would get the death penalty and that wasn't something that um, I guess she Wanted supports. Oh. Um that's better person than me because yeah. I support it 100% um, especially in this kind of case but whatever she was charged with attempted murder obviously unlawful termination of a pregnancy and assault um, they believe that she intended to murder her because or, or hurt Michelle not murder her um, because she was placing an ad for pregnant people to like you know come get clothes, which obviously mm-hmm. she was lying about. She was also lying about her own pregnancy, and they found in her Google search history that she was Googling women's anatomy. Not necessarily, like, how to perform a C-section, but definitely looking at the anatomy of a, of a woman's body, mm, yeah. maybe trying to figure out if I cut here, cut there, you know, something like that. Um, February 17th, 2016 was when court started, I mean, uh, her trial started. She's the whole time that trial was going on. Danelle didn't ever look at Michelle at all. She never cried. The only time she cried was when she was on the witness stand, telling her testimony, like about mm-hmm. how she attacked her. She still was saying that Michelle attacked her the whole Are time. You, really? Oh, so yeah. we never have an explanation why she did nope. that. We have no idea why. No idea. Oh her family eventually like was kind of on her side they were kind of saying they were saying like she's a good person we don't understand why she would have done this her ex-husband though that she had her two daughters with he would he said at one point um i saw where he there was an interview with him and he Mm -hmm. was like i didn't ever expect her to do this like it's crazy um not that he wasn't saying you know i'm behind her or nothing like that he was just saying that she didn't seem like the type of person that would do this Mm -hmm. um 
so after the jury deliberated they deliberated for like a day and a half I think obviously she was found guilty and Michelle definitely has compassion and stuff because she said that she wanted her to get help that she needed to get you know she she did she did address her because at the end of the trial the family can address the um murder or whatever person that does something to them in trial and she addressed her and she was like you know you didn't cry the whole time you were we were in here the only time you cried was when you were telling your own story which she was like that's kind of a narcissistic trait you know and um she was just like I hope that you get the help that you need but you took my child away from me so she did she did understand like it's not that she was friendly to her or anything like that or she didn't wasn't upset she was upset but at the same time she knew that there was something mentally wrong with her obviously sounds like yeah there's something mentally wrong I feel like maybe she did it because either to lie to her husband which just adopt a child or like not lie to your husband or just be like oh, my tubes are tied yeah I, I don't understand i don't even know if that was if the two-year-old was like his baby i have no idea I, I i couldn't find any information out about that if y'all know let me know because i couldn't find it anywhere um she was sentenced to 100 years in prison though like i said and yeah i have no idea why she did it no idea. I think it was because she was... I, I think she was crazy. I mean, probably depressed because her two-year-old son had died. I get that. Maybe that's another reason why she kind of um, lied about the pregnancy. Because she wanted to try and vent this pregnancy in her head. Because she missed her son so much. It's a very strong possibility that could have happened. And then it just kind of got out of hand. It got too far. And then she was kind of thinking, what the hell am I going to do, you know? Yeah. Um... I definitely think she intended to do something to Michelle that day. I don't know if she really thought about it. It just seemed like to me that she hesitated for a while. Because if that was... Because she could have attacked her at any point, you know. Then she almost let her go. But then she's like, oh, I may have some clothes downstairs, you Mm -hmm. know. So it's not like it was a well-thought-out plan to me. But it definitely was something you can tell that she was kind of thinking about I guess I don't know it's crazy though the part where she puts the baby face down in the tub baffles me because I thought she was going to want to keep the baby I was like okay she's going to steal this baby I'm going to claim but I guess it might have been hard for her to I don't know maybe she was thinking how am I going to claim that this kid is mine you know, yeah. that I'm going to have to hide a body. Like, so maybe she just thought, I'll just say that I had a miscarriage. But that was kind of stupid, too, because they're going to know. When they did the, the, that's another thing. They did a sonogram on her because mm-hmm. she finally let them, like, do a sonogram in the hospital. Bef- they had already realized that Michelle was there and this was going on. But they still did the um, sonogram. sonogram. And they were like, yeah, there's no signs Nothing that you were even pregnant me, yeah. at all. <laughs> like, so... She was never pregnant, and yeah, she's crazy. But yes, that is the story of Michelle Wilkins and Daniel Lane and Aurora Sage, sweet baby. Um, 
she her mom <laughs> Michelle said that she has her ashes and she said one day her her dream is to um, go spread her ashes under the Aurora Borealis mm. one day. That'll be super. I thought that was super cute and sweet. So, lesson of the day is please do not go to anybody's house if you want to get things from someone. Meet in a public place. That's what I always do. I always meet in a public place. Her like saying a gas that she station. Her. I was just thinking, why would you do? Why would you say you wanted? Like you were selling maternally, maternal, maternal clothes. Yeah, maternity clothes. Like, why would you say that when you're not selling them? Like you were trying to lure her in, and she attacked you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you do that? Well, she was sell. I mean, she was giving maternity clothes away. Oh. I mean, she had them because I mean, she convinced obviously her friends and family that she was pregnant. Uh, they had threw a baby shower for. Her. Remember I said that? Oh, yeah. And it was, like, boy clothes. There's pictures of her, like, holding up boy clothes. And the husband looks so happy. And it's crazy. But anyways, yeah. So, do not... Um, back to what I was saying. Don't don't meet anybody. Meet, meet in a public place. Yep. Yeah. Be cautious. Be aware of your surroundings at all times. <laughs> I know I am. Constantly. But anyways, well... We hope that you guys uh, learned a little bit from this episode and you kind of, you know, got a little bit of a lesson out of this and not really enjoyed this episode, but I definitely think that Michelle's story needs to be out there. There's a lot of, and especially like from 2005 to probably like 2017, there was a lot of fetal abductions, a lot of pregnant women like getting lured to like the woods and stuff and a lot of it started Craigslist was just a shit show from the beginning I mean Craigslist is not like Facebook Craigslist yeah. have you ever been on Craigslist mm -hmm. so I don't even know if it's still up I don't ever go on anymore but I did back in the day you can't see a picture of anybody there's no profile there's just a phone number and an address maybe to come to the spot or you just have to text somebody and hope that they're not a murderer so there's a lot of Craigslist murders also that have happened out there a lot well yeah. we'd have to we'd we'd go we'd go down a long rabbit hole <laughs> but yeah. um so anyways yeah but facebook now is a little bit better because at least you can kind of like click on somebody's profile, profile you can are. see if maybe they're friends with anybody you know um but it's still there's still you know janky profiles out there you yeah. just kind of have to be careful but still meet somewhere public like meet somewhere public yeah walmart somewhere where there's a lot of people any kind of store park in the front yeah Especially teenagers, like, don't go don't go to somebody's house or don't go meet somebody in, like, an abandoned parking lot or something. Be like, I'll meet you at Target or in the mall or something. Yeah. And so then anyways, get there earlier than you're supposed to be. Like, if you say you're moving at 2, be there at, like, 1.40. And then yeah. be like, hey, I'm at the lotion section. Yeah. That'd be weird. I even, like, if I'm I... like section. If I... The lotion <laughs> It puts the lotion on I'm its skin. I'm at the lotion section. Um, <laughs> so, the, I even, like, meet people. There's a Dunkin' Donuts not far from our house. And so, I'll usually meet people there mm -hmm. if I need to, like, give them something. Even some of my clients that I have, like, fo like photography for, if I need to give them, like, photos or something, I'll meet them there. Not that I don't know most of my clients, but some of them I don't. I mean, I'm just, you know, doing one photo shoot for them. It's, they're new people that I've just met. So, yeah. um, and I'll, like leave 
and then not go directly home. I'll, like, go to yeah. a store or go do something and then go home. Because I don't yeah. want them to follow me home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very paranoid. <laughs> not so bad. I'm not that bad. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not, like, have a fortress around in my house. But, um, definitely... Yeah, like- Leave and go somewhere else, just in case. Yeah. Make sure there's nobody following you, so. Park at the front. Yeah. Don't park in the back. Yeah. Don't park in the back or on the side of a movie theater. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> That's all another story. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. Well, we hope that you guys have a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. Go ahead and like this episode and subscribe. Give us a review on Apple iTunes, guys. We need those reviews. It helps. It helps. It helps. It helps. Also, follow us on social media. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.